The diamond I Empathy Museum presents A Mile in My Shoes. These shoes are blue nautical ladies' boating shoes. They've got fringing on the toes and a harlequin lace that runs around the outside. The soles are well-worn, as are the inner soles. There is writing on the inner soles, but you can't read what it says. These shoes belong to Vivian. This is her story. It's a terrible situation. I don't wish it for anybody at all. Just like being in a dungeon, you will see this person today, tomorrow you won't see the person. The person has been deported. You see people falling sick. They don't believe you because we are all liars. Eventually, they become a different people. Vegetable, they have lost their mind. Prison is better because you have the number of days, the number of months or years you are going to, but this one is indefinite. Your heart is always in your mouth. You don't know when it's going to come out. I was born with a, a mark on my left arm here. So my parents and my family said that it's witchcraft. People are dying and then being sick. So the whole family gathered that it's because of me. So they have to cleanse me. So that was why uh, they performed the FGM on me to take it off. But unfortunately, it did not work because after doing it, another person died. I had this guilt that I was causing problems for my family. So when they asked me to leave, I did not struggle. I just had to leave. I was living uh, on the streets in uncompleted buildings with other children. But I made up my mind I must go to school. So I didn't count it as I'm part of them. I was offering domestic service to people. So they will take me in their house. When they, they're tired or maybe they felt that I'm causing another problem for them, so they will drive me away. And then when I, I was of a little bit of age, I started selling things on my own with the help of one of my other sisters. She was the only one that helped me, but she was in it secretly. There were a lot of challenges, but I was seizing every opportunity to, to study. And I got a job in the bank, and then I was married. But it was a bad marriage. That's it. I knew my life was in danger because uh, my ex-husband trafficked me. I was miserable. I was fearful because I don't know what will happen tomorrow. So... I applied, and I went to Lagos. They gave me my passports, visa, visa stamps. So that's how it is. I said, wow, 
It's just like that. It didn't cost me any trouble at all. Hey. So when I came to UK, I felt that I have come to heaven. Although there, there is hardship, but I'm sure of my life. When I came to UK newly, I was working, and then my visa expired, so I couldn't work anymore. But I keep on working one thing or the other until they now arrested me in 2017. I was in Yasu for six months, and they have given me a series of uh, flight tickets to deport me. You can appeal their decision, but I have exhausted everything. There's always some, somebody to come to my aid. She was also a detainee in Yasud as well. She said, what happened that I have changed suddenly? I told her that my flight is tonight. I can't do anything. And they said, what of asylum? Have I claimed asylum? I said, I can't claim asylum because we don't have war in my country. They said, no. She now started probing. And she said, can I see my papers? In my papers, there was a place I said, I don't have a, a family, and I'm afraid of my ex-husband and his gang members. So I said, this thing is enough for me to claim asylum, because my life is in danger. So that was how my flight was deferred that day. When you see that you have people that can go out of their way to help you to find a way to make help you to cope it gives you hope that you still have human beings in this world human beings with human kindness that can take it on themselves to to give a helping hand to somebody that is helpless Because of the way I was uh, ostracized, I'm always keeping to myself. I can say I have functional friends. It's not really social friends, apart from the good person. It was a miracle that I met him. He was standing in front of in front garden. And the garden was so beautiful. I said, oh, I like your garden. So he said, yes. He started telling me about the garden. There are so many colors, you know, like a garden center. So after talking with him, he now invited me in for a cup of tea. Then I went in there, and then after the cup of tea, we started being friends. We called on phone and things like that. And then he welcomed me into his house when I was stranded, about to be homeless again in UK. So then he took it to... to to welcome me, so I will, I can confidently call him my friend now, because he did for me what my family could not do for me. He took me in without knowing me. He's the only one I can say is my friend now. So that is it. The only thing we are doing in Yasud is only praying. Maybe that we are not Christians, they become Christians. Because that was the last 
hope and everybody has. On Sunday, we have a, what we call country praise. We call it country praise. So you come, everybody will come. You come and sing in your own language because there are so many countries there. And then we had a meeting. I said, it's better we stop it because this thing is not working. So the people said, no, we can't stop this thing at our time. I said, let me take it. I went and printed something and then started giving flyers to people. I went to rooms, I slept in two rooms and talked to the people. See, come and see, come and enjoy. You see, we don't have anything here. Come as you are. If you have any song, come. The first one, that was the talk of the Yasu. Everybody, every tribe was king. The church was jam-packed. People were sitting over on the corridor. The next Sunday, the same thing. The third Sunday, the same thing. On Tuesday, I was released. Oh, God, it's wonderful. Anything you work on will always come out with good results. Although I suffered so much in Yasuj, if it wasn't Yasuj, I wouldn't have met Gemma from women from refugee. It's really a blessing in these guys. They are helping me now to do many things. So, not so many things that is available. Through them, I was able to gain some scholarship to study again in university. They told us what to do, to go for free lectures, build our application and things like that. And I, I went. And uh, at the end, I applied. And they wrote to me that I'm being given offered. And you see, it's amazing. Oh, it's amazing how people can lose things because a month before I got that email that I have been offered that scholarship, I got a letter from home office that they have rejected my offer. And I, I actually wanted to take my life. And then after one month, see this letter, I said, oh, what a shame. If I had taken my life, this email would have come behind me. There are things that are not possible. Even the person I'm living with, it's not possible for an Englishman to take me on to live with. I don't know him from anywhere. It's not natural. So it's divinely orchestrated. So with God, I'm able to cope and wait until it's all over. One day, I will just be in the house. The letter will come and say, you have been granted your status. My indefinite leave to remain. Hey, that will be a wonderful day. Vivian's story was produced by Eloise Stevens. 
Her shoes are part of a growing collection of footwear hosted by Empathy Museum's A Mile in My Shoes exhibition. The shoes and stories come from all over the world. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram to find out where we are going next.